welcome back to Love Lindsay, a captivating podcast that delves into the realms of things you've written in the past and embraces the cringy nostalgia that accompanies it. I have your hottest dream girl. She is, I describe her as um, whimsy goth. Like, she's like your favorite, like, bestie, whimsy goth girlfriend. Yeah. Another hot girl. Like, just hot girls only on this podcast. Um, Her name is Fran, and she's super into Halloween and all things spooky. So, I've been loving this season. We're doing, like, scary spooky movies on the weekends and, like, um, dinner And I'll just set the mood for you guys. We're in my living room right now. It's officially October. Yes. Yes. And we've got like orange and purple lights everywhere and like fall leaves. My dollhouse is all decorated with like all the horror movie characters of the movies that we love. Um, We've got the corn stalker out back. We've got the graveyard in the front, which I'll have to show you when we're done. Yeah, I gotta get on it. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. welcome, Fran. Thank you so much. Yes. Oh my gosh, it feels really fun to be here. Like listening is a different experience than sitting. Like listening or watching you go, welcome to love, Lindsay. Yeah. It's just so, like my face, did you see it light up? It was yeah. so special. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here with you and talk and share and kind of do what we always do but yeah this has been a long yeah. time coming i know we talked about it a while ago yeah so i'm excited it's finally happening me too yeah yeah um yeah it's pretty much like the same stuff that we talk about more just hanging out anyway yeah um so tell us a little bit about yourself i know you're a hygienist um dental assistant i'm a dental assistant yeah Yeah. different in lots of ways but um yeah so i just recently went to school to be a dental assistant um that was like quite a change prior to that i just had like worked in a bunch of restaurants and had done like random um things like that like baking and cooking and you know serving and so i i just finished that and i don't know if we've ever talked about this but i have two degrees I have a degree in political science, too. What? So I originally went to school for poli-sci. What? Yeah. I did not know (laughs) that. Yeah. What the fuck? I'm always learning so many things about you. Where at? At NMC. Okay. Yeah. So I, and I did like a little like year stint in Texas, like a Texas community college. But, um... Yeah, I I was thinking about it on the way over. I was like, I don't know if Lindsay knows that about me. I have, I had no idea. Yeah, so this like journey that I've made into, I'm currently dental assisting at a public health office. Mm -hmm. So it kind of like makes sense, like with the trajectory of like my educational interests and like people and the public and stuff like that. But yeah, that's what I'm doing now and. It's been, as you know, like kind of a struggle a little bit. Yeah, Public health has like been very interesting and um, it's taught me a lot in the last few months and it's definitely more, way more difficult than I thought it would be. Um, Mm. But it is rewarding. Like there are days where it's so, so rewarding and there are days where it's so, so hard. Yeah. 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 
like anything where you're helping people or animals that, you know, you get the compassion fatigue. Yeah. And I'm a super huge empath. I know mm. like people like to kind of throw that word around a lot, but like they do. Um, yeah. I take it like, so I take people so intensely mm. into like my, my day. And, um, I feel like who I spend time around really affects how I am. And like, I just feel like, being around people all day who are in some kind of need or are in like a tight like medical situation or are just like really apathetic to their medical situation that is like very draining to me Mm -hmm. um and I feel like I gain a lot of um what's the word I'm looking for energy and like satisfaction maybe like completeness mm-hmm. when I'm by myself and I'm like regrouping. Yeah. Cause I just find that other people like really take it out of me. And so it's, it's nice when you find people that don't do that. Yeah. Like I found like my friendship with you to be so rejuvenating. Same. And it's just been so like special to yeah. find that with you. And like, like we were talking about, you were saying we've been having these movie nights and these like Halloween like nights where I've just felt so safe and like so seen and so like warm. Like, thank you for giving that to me. Cause that's just so yeah. special. I fell asleep here the other night. Yeah. Like that was insane to me. So cute. Yeah. It was really cozy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what were we going on about before? I don't remember. Sorry. You're fine. <laughs> um, just talking about yourself and yeah, I think we yeah. pretty much covered that. Yeah. I wanted to talk about the journal diary that you got today. Yeah. Let's do that before we. Yeah. It's so cool. It's called No Worries. So I literally just picked this up at a local bookstore. Um, if you are familiar with Traverse City um, Horizon Books. And I have been really inspired by listening to this podcast and hearing other people's experiences with like documentation of their lives. I've been really fascinated with like your journey specifically, Lindsay, like the blogging and the like now the podcast and you've got like multiple different kinds of journals. Like it was really interesting to hear how Sienna like breaks her journals up. Yeah. And that just like really, it got to me because I think that a lot of my issue with documenting or like keeping track in this way has been my like Virgo need for perfection. Yeah. And I don't want to write anything down. That's like messy or ugly or, not like perfect in Mm -hmm. some way. And I think I like really kind of assessed that in the last couple weeks and been like, I need a space or multiple spaces where I can be as like scared or as anxious or as dark or as awful as I can possibly be Mm -hmm. and know that that's okay. So like I found a couple today that were interesting concepts of like burn, like once you finish the journal, you yes, burn it. Yeah. And I really was intrigued by that, but I didn't get those. I got this one called No Worries and um, it's like an anxiety journal and it's guided. So the, and I, li- I literally did mine today already. Like I picked it up and I was sitting at the beach and I did it. Um, so it's got like some self-care ideas, some like, emotional support things that you write down for yourself 
And then it's like broken up into daily, weekly, and then monthly tracking. Mm. Um, so like the the first page is like this emotional support cheat sheet. And it's like the beginning of it is like people I trust for support. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote down like my three best lady friends. Okay. And I was and this is just like a reminder of like when I need something. Yes. These are the things that are here for me. Okay. I haven't finished it yet. Obviously I just got it, but um, there's like a spot for people I trust and then values and then activities and then things I like the most. And then my favorite quote. So it's, it's a little sparse. Like I filled in my activities and I filled in my things I like the most. The things I like the most just has my cat written in it right now. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I just, when I was thinking about that, I was like, I just really love like love having my cat around. At the end of the day, yes. a cat is all you fucking need. A cat need. is all you need. Like, <laughs> it's the only thing that is, like, sure as hell, there's no doubt about it, I'm going to smile, I'm going to feel yes. good, and that is so fucking hard to find in life. Yeah, like, my yeah. cat's going to be there for me yeah. for years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's a page for, like, triggers. So, like, identifying and understanding what triggers you. Um, so I have, like, some of that filled out. And then it starts on week one and it's like setting up your goals for the week, giving yourself weekly affirmations Mm. and then writing down highlights. And then there's like self care ideas down at the bottom. Okay. And then after you get into the week, it goes into the, these daily things. And so you put the date down and then it's like, how was your mood overall today? And then there's like a guided section for thoughts triggers, accomplishments, or wins. And then there's like a section for daily gratitude. Perfect. And then like things that made you happy that day. And it's just like, I mean, it's like a two page spread. Oh, I love it. So it's not like crazy. It's just, just enough for like mindfulness. Right. And I think that's something I've really been missing in just life. And, like, my lately, like, feeling so overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and so lost. And I think it's because I don't put enough of this, like, shit that's going on in my head somewhere. Right. To be safe. And, yeah, sometimes it's, like, less, things seem less overwhelming when you just get them out, you know? Right. Yeah. I like this journey for you. I'm really excited. I'm jealous. I want to get, I want to get the same one. Yeah. Um, but God, I already have like a daily one. So maybe I should wait till I'm done with my daily one that I have now, yeah. but that one's like perfect. I feel like maybe at the end of the year when you've been using it for like three months, yeah, we should do another episode I where, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. And do like a recap on it. Yes. Yeah. I think it's going to help a lot. And like the goal or the challenge, I guess, will be actually doing it. And, like, keeping myself accountable and being honest. Because mm-hmm. um, that's another thing I really struggle with is, like, sometimes because I want things to look a certain way or be perceived a certain way, I am not always honest. People pleaser. I am. People pleaser. <laughs> it's, like, flat. It's, like, slashing behind me all the yeah. time. 
Yeah. And I'll just tell you as your elder, that's another one of those things that I tell you that gets easier with age. Yeah. Yeah. It gets easier with age. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. (laughs) We had a, like a really long discussion of the car last week about that. Yeah. About like things that just get easier with time and Mm -hmm. like, and it's, these are like growing pains I'm having. Yeah. And so it's just really like comforting to hear Mm -hmm. some like outside perspective on that yeah for those of you listening that didn't know like i don't know if you live under a rock but your 20s are really fucking hard (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah it's not all fun and games (laughs) um especially as a sensitive person as an empath and as someone going into public service Mm -hmm. yeah no it's not all like just i just see girls um especially on TikTok and stuff like that, that make college and being in your 20s look so fun and carefree. And, well, that's that's the social media paradox. We could go on and on about that, too. We could have a whole episode about that. Yeah. We totally could. Yeah. Yeah. We need to. Yeah. It's just, yeah, what you see and, like, what – and there's, like, a quote – um that I've heard before. I'm going to botch it, but it's, it's like, don't compare your – backstage to everyone else's highlight reel. Uh, yeah. And that's something that's so important, I think, to just really put in perspective when you're looking at people online mm-hmm. and what people post. And and then to, like, self-assess what, what you post. Because I'm someone who is really careful about my social media. Yeah, you are. It's very, like, sparse. Yeah, it's yeah. really thin. And I don't, I don't really, like post pictures of myself a ton. I don't really, if I'm tagged in something, I'll share it, Mm -hmm. but it's not really, I'm not active in it. And it's something I think a lot about and I try to be really careful with, but I have noticed that within myself, I do post like probably 90% of my things are positive. Yeah. And I, I always think about how that affects perception. Right. Of, me and I don't know it's just that that could be a whole that could be a whole episode where we talk about yeah you could do a a mini series within this series about everyone's social media presence yeah I wrote a blog post about that once um called smiling depression Mm. it's like a depression that you have even though you're like smiling on the outside yeah but I think not posting very much on social media, that's like real, that's like real hot girl energy. That's big dick energy. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I know it's kind of like a thing out there on the internet you see in memes and stuff, but like, I don't want a guy that like posts on social media every yeah. day. Like, ew. It, it is weirdly cringy. It, it is so yeah. bad. Like, are yeah. you like posting a selfie every day? Like, get yeah. the fuck out of here. There is a certain level of like, um, self-inflation to it yeah and um you you could delve into people's psyche on that so much and what people need in terms of validation and um what we search for in that because don't get me wrong when I'm feeling bad about myself I'll post a hot picture of myself absolutely specifically for validation from other people i've literally been thinking like it's been too long since i've like done lingerie pictures yeah like and i need that yeah because when i was doing like OnlyFans on the regular i had so much content to post Mm -hmm. and if it was like lingerie stuff obviously a lot of the feedback would be from men 
Yeah. And yeah, I would kind of hype you up a little bit, but that's, that's normal. That's just life. Yeah. And that's a whole sub sect of, of, um, what am I trying to say? That validation specifically for men can be very addicting. And we've talked about that. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, that's something that I think women grow up being told is like the height of a compliment. Yeah. And it is so to step back from that is so challenging and it does feel so alien to not really care about that. I know. Yeah, it is at the same time. The clothes I pick out and the way I present myself is for the female gaze. Yeah. I like everything I, I wear. Too. Yeah. Everything I wear, like my outfits, all of that, it's all for other women. Yeah. I always think about when I get dressed in the morning, I always think about what 13 year old me would think about current me. Yes. And that's how I choose. Uh, sometimes it's a sensory thing where I can't like deal with certain textures on my mm. body, but, um, but most of the time it's like, what would 13 year old me think of me today? Would she approve? And like most of the time she'd probably think I'm super cringy and weird, <laughs> but it is what it is. She'd love the nose ring though. She would yeah, really she would. dig the nose ring. Yeah. Well, speaking yeah. of 13 year old you, yeah. Um, we've got some interesting stuff to talk about today. No. So Fran, tell us about what you did and what you wrote in your diaries growing up. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I'm someone that doesn't have like physical proof of this because I destroyed it. Um, in like, uh, when I was like 18 or 19, I purged all of my things from being a child mm -hmm. because I just thought it was so like icky, which now that I have gotten rid of it, I really regret because it's still a part of you, whether definitely it's icky or not. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I was, excuse me, when I was growing up, I had a really hard time journaling in a traditional way. And I still do, but um, I was really, really into music. And um, we'll, we'll get into it, but I, I like started a band. I started a club at my school for music. I was, I really thought I was going to be like a pop punk star. Yeah. That was my like vision of life. And it's really funny looking back on it now, but in my early, early days of loving music, um, probably like 11, 12, 13, like middle school era Fran, I was like very into, first of all, I was super religious. Yeah. This is like the background context of it. I grew up in a Roman Catholic household and, um, I was really, really religious. And when I was 11, my parents moved us from Royal Oak, Michigan to Houston, Texas. And I had this huge, like, culture shock situation. Yeah. And after we moved, the thing I really, really hung on to was religion. And um, I would read my children's Bible. I had this like huge, massive book with it. It had pictures next to each story and it was like a condensed, you know, like kid watered down version yeah. of each like biblical story. And it would have like the actual text in it. Right. But it would then explain. So I'd read my kid's Bible and then I would write 
music and like lyrics. I love to it. These like it's so funny to I me love now. it so much. Um, and I would just I would like write. I would literally write church music. Yeah. And um, at the time, like when I first moved down to Texas, I I was still going to like Bible study. My parents had put me in this like program to get confirmed through this church. And then all of a sudden I was like, mom, I really want to go to this Baptist church that my friend went to. Okay. Yeah. My mom, my parents didn't really care what like kind of church I went to. They just cared that I was going to church. Good. So they were down. Good. But what they did not understand about Baptist churches is that they're so different from Catholic churches. It's like, it was like a party every week. Yeah. They had bands. Like I, I went once or twice a week and with a friend of mine and they had, it was like a social gathering. It wasn't like mass. It was, it was like some stuff was read and then there was literally a band that would yeah. like play yeah. music, like worship music. Yeah. And there was like food and hanging out and it just felt like a, like a club, like a cool. Yeah. Um, so I was really into that. So I, yeah, like I would write down the, the Bible verse I was referencing and then I would write this whole song about like my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's it's so interesting now because I'm not a religious person anymore. Right. Um, but it was so fundamental and like foundational to who I was at that time. And it really helped me get through a lot of stuff. Absolutely. Like make sense of the world. And yeah. It, like so many things had changed in my life that I needed that constant. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's just... It was so important to me then. And it's just like, it's just very interesting how far removed I am from that situation now and like being in that mindset. And, um, but it did, um, writing those types of lyrics did like project me into feeling comfortable in high school, starting this musicians club with, with a bunch of friends of mine. And, um, and I was in a band um, I was like the lead singer of a band and we, we would play shows around town and a, like a lot of our practices were in, um, the garage of one of my buddies, like in the suburbs of Houston. Like, yeah. It was very, very cringy. And, um, I love that though. That's the start. That's how so many bands got started yeah. though. Just like playing shitty music in your garage. Neighborhood garage yeah. with your buddies. And just like having your friends there for the, like every Saturday we would just play in the garage and just like practice our set and there people would come and go. We'd always order pizza and. <sighs> That's my dream. It was so much fun. And it was just like creating with people I really enjoyed um, and felt really safe around. Yeah. And um, did I ever tell you the name of our band? I think you did. I think it was something about a curtain. Yeah. What was it? It was called Closed Curtains. Closed Curtains. I'm sure if you dug around the internet, Shut you could up. find it. I do need to find it. Yeah. We wrote this like, um, okay, so we we wrote a couple of songs and I was like featured in a song to uh, by another group that okay. we, that was part of the Musicians Club. Um, but we wrote a couple songs and played them around, but we, the, truly the essence of what we were was we covered a fallout boy song. Okay. Um, and like, that's really like, um, if, if that's what you need to see in your, it's like, 
seen emo kids. I knew it. In like 2011. Yeah. Um, I'm sure I could pull up a Facebook photo for you later of okay. like a band photo shoot we did. Stop. Yeah. Um, it was it was really <sighs> funny. Um, but that was my like version of journaling is I would write music with my friends and we would we would spend all this time just like in my buddies, my my friend at the time who I think produces music in Nashville. I we haven't spoken in years, but that was what he was gonna go do. Um, um, produce music. So we were sitting in my buddy's bedroom, just like laying on the floor. We were all looking up at the ceiling. And I remember, I can't believe I'm about to tell you this, but the ceiling was spackled uh-huh. in this weird pattern. And one day I was sitting there and I was like, do you guys see the Playboy bunny in the ceiling? And you could see like this outline that looked like the outline of like the silhouette of the bunny with the ears, yeah. you know? And um, we sat there for like 30 minutes chatting about it and being like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we wrote like a song about that? And we never did, but yeah. Were you guys like completely sober too? Yeah. I yeah. was a, I did a Christian kid. I was a really religious kid for yeah. a long time. I did not smoke I had cigarettes before I smoked weed yeah um and I was a I drank a little bit at like 18 19 mm-hmm. but I like truly waited till I was 21 to do a lot of things it's like yeah I was so like goody two shoes and I think around like 16 did I really start to shed religion Mm-hmm. And start to like kind of feel uncomfortable with it and um, sort of like grow out of that like phase of my life. And I like we can get into this if you want, because I know you you and I have kind of talked about our like religious differences yeah. a little bit. And, mm-hmm. um, and I'm very much someone who's like cool if you if you like need religion if religion yeah. is like super important to you I'm not someone that's like oh gross but it's just not like a like a part of my identity anymore it's not right. anything I really like jive with anymore and um I think a lot of it's just that I grew up in such a weird controlling community and yeah. situation um and I'm super spiritual now, mm-hmm. but I don't consider myself religious in any way. Right. Um, I don't like, I don't like pray anymore. Right. But I do meditate. Yeah. So like, are those. Those are one and the same. They're the same. Yeah. They, I think they're like two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is just an aspect of traditional religion that really put like a sour taste in my mouth. Oh, absolutely. Same. Yeah. yeah of course. Yeah. There's a horrible horrible side to it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I I didn't even have like a terrible like horrible experience like some people have like thankfully no one in my church that I know of anyway was physically abusive mm-hmm. um, or sexually abusive mm-hmm. um, I didn't have those experiences I know a lot of people do um, I just got like weird like I just when I would question things as a little kid and like ask my elders um because a lot of my teachers were nuns right um they didn't like do the whole habit dressing thing but they were like 
old school nuns, like um, brides of Jesus or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the brides of Jesus. Yeah. And they took themselves really seriously. So I remember yeah. like being in religion classes and being like, I'm so like I'm confused and like genuinely trying to ask a question yeah. as a child and being just like shut down because <sighs> I was questioning faith, quote unquote. Yeah, like I was I was digging too much into something, um, and I always felt like alienated in that way that's so weird to me like going through like a k through 12 school where um religion and regular everyday like learning was combined yeah so bizarre to me so we had a day a week where we spent basically all morning in church yeah instead of in a classroom and it was we would go to school do our morning thing, which was like homeroom and like the pledge. And then they would have like announcements and then we would walk to church and then we would spend all morning at church. And then that was usually the day we had our religion rotation. So they like comboed it in one day. Okay. But it was just weird because like Tuesdays, Monday or Tuesdays, we were like doing, we were like in science class. Yeah. Like doing like, I don't know, making science projects and like right. doing the volcano thing and like dissecting things. Yeah. And, and then like the next day we were like, okay, we're all going to go to church. And it was just, um, I don't know. It wasn't a terrible experience. It just wasn't the thing that jived with my being. Right. Um, yeah. I have a lot of fond memories from being in elementary school, but, and like, to be at this point in my life, I was thinking about this the other day. I am, I have been non-religious basically as much time now as I had been religious. Yeah. And so it's interesting now to, to think about that aspect of life being so contained in my childhood mm-hmm. and not really following me in a way that looks like it did then. Right. Um, but like I said, spirituality is like the opposite side of the same coin. Yeah, you're very spiritual. Yeah. You're one of the most spiritual people I know. And mm-hmm. I wonder, yeah, I do wonder if one thing led to another in that sense. Yeah. Do you think that if you started writing again on a regular basis, you would start turning what you're writing into like maybe poems or songs again? That's really interesting. I think so. Um, I think if I tap back into that part of myself, I definitely would. I don't have any space right now to feel like I can be creative. Okay. And I have gotten rid of my instruments. Like I used to have a keyboard. Yeah. And I donated it when I moved back Dang. in with my parents. Yeah. So I, um, I think that that's part of it. Like I just haven't had any physical space to hold for music Mm -hmm. um but I think I probably would like get back into it I've been thinking a lot about taking guitar lessons yeah and um maybe like joining a like a low-key music group in town yes I've been thinking for years now about joining the old town playhouse yeah and just like even just being around people that are creative. I don't necessarily need to perform in anything. Yeah. But I think that would be so cool. But I agree. Yeah. I don't know. 
um, when you would write these things and make it into like a song, would you just hear the melody in your head or would you actually be writing down chords? I would mostly hear a melody in my head, um, but I had a piano that I would like play out the like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the melody of the music I was writing. Yeah. I was never very good at conceptualizing what a band would sound like around yeah. the things I had written, which is why I was always in like a group of other people that were doing that. So that they could interpret it and yeah. add in what, yeah. 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 And a lot of the music I wrote in high school was like, we would lay down a track or someone would be like, oh, I have this super cool guitar part. Or yeah. so like one dude, like the bassist was like, I have this cool like bass idea. And we would build that way or we would build off of like, or I had like a lyric that I was like, I don't know what those songs are going to be, but I really need this. Um, and we would build that way. So it happened differently, but I was never good at my, my brain does not do well with sheet music. Right. And like conceptualizing sound mm -hmm. as it is on paper. That yeah. Makes sense. No, it totally does. Yeah. You and I are both like, what I like to think of as sleeping musicians. Yeah. Like we're both musicians at heart, but like mm -hmm. that part of us is just like sleeping right now. Yeah. And I know that some point it will be back and I will be active in it. I just mm -hmm. don't know when. And I like how you worded that, like holding space for it. Yeah. Cause we talked about this the other day. It's not that, um, it's not that in life we don't have time for things. It's that we choose to prioritize things. Yeah. And I just think at this point in life, like, and for a while, music just wasn't priority, mm -hmm. even though it has helped me in a lot of ways. Um, there's just sometimes other things just get in the way. You just like to survive. You just need to focus your energy on one specific uh, yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 So yeah. to transition from our talk about music, um, you mentioned the other day you have this really cool way of tracking yeah, what you do and like your moods and stuff and how you're feeling. That's not writing. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about that. So I'm not going to take credit for this idea because a friend of mine gave it to me, but, um, and shout out to Eamon who will probably never, <laughs> never hear this, but shout <laughs> out to my friend Eamon, um, who, who told me about this, he did this thing, does this thing where each month of the year, he makes a playlist for the month. And it's like a way to keep track of new music or, you know, whatever. And mm -hmm. a few years ago, I thought that's such a fucking good idea. Yeah. And I started doing it and it's not perfect by any means. I was kind of digging through things yesterday and today in preparation for this. And, um, I don't do it every month. And some months I have really long playlists. Some months it's literally just one song. Yeah. Um, and then I tend to do like a, a seasonal one as well. Yes. So I like this past couple of months, I haven't done one for each month, but I have done a summer playlist this year. Um, and I, I'm usually good at the summer ones, getting the fall, spring, winter ones are a little more difficult. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't know how like music works on this. I don't think I'm going to be able to play anything. Right. And then for you to be able to play. No, it on Spotify, yeah. yeah. 
So one of the first mixes I made, do, 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 let's see. I have a lot of playlists on my Spotify. I used to make them for everything. That's so cool. Um, yeah. Like if I, if I was going on like a friend date with someone, I would make a playlist for like about the amount of time that the drive over to the place we Shut were going to go to was. Yeah. I love that <laughs> <Yeah>. so much. <laughs> I would do shit like that. And I, did I tell you this the other day? I I am so bad at giving gifts. So insanely bad at yeah. them. And so in high school, I used to make, I used to burn people CDs mm-hmm. for gifts um, for their birthdays and things. Because I just don't, I don't know. I was never very good at it. Um, but yeah, so I put in like. Things I was thinking about, new songs I had heard, or, like, if I watched a movie. Like, for instance, the yeah. the very first playlist I have is from December of 2020. Wow. So okay. I went back and looked. And it's it's a bizarre playlist. Is it? Like it's it was a bizarre so, time. It's a bizarre time. It was so chaotic. December of 2020 was after I had broken up with my, at that point, like, long-term boyfriend it was like three, we had been together for like three or four years. Yeah. And we broke up in like August and we were still living together. It was really weird. Um, a lot of shit was going on. So I have these like crazy playlists, but like, um, okay. So this is just a few of the songs that are on this playlist. Um, young and sad by Noah Cyrus. Okay. Um, the song called Warrior by Steve James and my favorite musician currently Lights, okay. which she shows up all the time. Canned Heat from, do you remember the song from Napoleon Dynamite? No. Oh my gosh. I was never really you into that You were never a Napoleon Dynamite kid? Yeah. Oh, okay. So for those who don't. Probably because I was an adult when it came out, not a kid. That's very true. Yeah. It came out in like, I think I was in elementary school. Yeah. And. I didn't see it in theaters, but I think my sister did. And anyway, so a song from Napoleon Dynamite, <laughs> Cruel to Be Kind by yeah. Letters to, um, to Cleo, yeah. which I I think I had probably rewatched 10 Things Ten, I Hate About You. I was just going to say yeah. 10 Things yeah. I Hate About You. That is such love a good soundtrack. Movie. Such a good soundtrack. It's a killer one. I um, love that song by um, Air in that soundtrack. You know that band Air? No. They sing the song, um, I think it's called Sexy Boy. It's oh. the song that plays when they drop the flyers for the party down oh, the stairs. Okay, I know, yes. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Anyway. We should watch that movie soon. We should. Yeah. So that was like the first one I had made. And then January of 21, I had um, an, an Amy Winehouse song, mm-hmm. a song from Walk the Moon. Um. I don't know a lot about this artist, but, and I'll say her name wrong, Sin, C-Y-N. You ever heard of her? Mm -hmm. She makes, like, she is the epitome of just, like, girl music. Because sometimes it's, like, sappy and so lovely and so cute. And sometimes it's, like, 
Um, this man fucked me over, so I went to the bar, and the bartenders bought me drinks, and I had a fucking good night. Yeah. Because I'm hot. Like, yes! She's so great. Yeah. Um, so I had, like, a sad, sappy song on there from January. Um, yeah, and then, like, just if things, like, new things came out, I would keep track of them that way. Um, I can, like, pinpoint the first month I had ever heard of Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. Because she started showing up in my playlist a yeah. lot. Um, like I said, I'm obsessed with the musician lights. Um, so every time she puts out something new, it goes in the playlist. Are you into like, like ambient music? Are you into like, I like to do this thing where that's how I find these like YouTube I call them screensavers. Yeah, I what you're them playing on it right I, now. Yes. Yeah. But like what I also do is I go on to Spotify and I just type in like Halloween ambience. Mm. Like and then playlist will come up for that. Do you ever do like did the holidays ever play into? Weirdly, no. Okay. Like I'm never I'm not into when I look for like music that's instrumental things, ambiance music. Yeah. It's usually because I'm in need of something for yoga or meditation. Okay. But I, you know, you're the first person I've ever known that's done like spooky ambiance music. Yes. And it's, it's genius. I it's incredible. Love it. I'm like literally in yeah. my car with like, ooh, yeah. like, <laughs> not really, but almost kind of like that. Like you truly set the mood for each season. Yeah. 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 And you do it so like passionately in every way. You're like, you're like, my house will smell like pumpkins. Yeah. There'll be a spooky screensaver. Yes. Your dollhouse is decorated. Your, your wardrobe. Like when you started pulling out all the Halloween shirts yeah. you have, I was like, this, like everything. This bitch right like, here. This bitch. Like <laughs> Her whole, like, it's your whole identity shifts. It yeah. It's so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, it's, like, carefully curated. Yeah, it yeah, is. It's really good. Even, like, the perfume I wear. Stop, really? No, yeah. I have, like, a summer scent, and then, like, a right now I switch to, like, my fall scent. Are you being serious? Yes. That's incredible, <laughs> I love you. that so much. Yeah. It's nice to have someone that appreciates that. No, it's true. It's very on brand for you. Like, mm -hmm. like I think you, and not in like a shallow kind of way of like, it's my brand. Like, I think you just, you it like wholeheartedly love and enjoy things. Mm -hmm. So you just make everything about, you're like, this is the time to love fall. Yes. I'm going to do it so unapologetically. <laughs> It's going to be, like, so obnoxious. Like, <laughs> but it's beautiful. Yeah. The, your house is decorated so nice. You guys can't see it, but, like, like every inch of Lindsay's house has, like, fall decor around. I, I, I feel like there should be more, too. Yeah. 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 There's always room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have to start finding space to store it all. I know that's your... Yes. Your issue. Well, we've yeah. got plenty of room in the basement. We just had to put shelves up for the totes. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. So, wow. I know. I feel like I've talked for a long time. But that's good. How long have we been going? We're at 42 minutes. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm such a talker. Dude, don't be sorry. <laughs> I've This has been actually like literally very captivating for me oh good i'm so, glad i haven't been boring or anything no not yeah. at all um let people know where they can find you online yeah so if you're interested in my spotify playlists mm -hmm. um my profile is how do i even find that 
think you just searched my name, Fran. Oh, account. It's Franny Face. So um, F-R-A-N-N-I-E underscore face. And I'm pretty sure that's my Instagram handle as well. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Franny underscore face. That's where you can find me. Um, we can talk about music if you want. Yeah. Yeah, or journaling or whatever. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, look, thanks so much for having me. Grow up. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. All right, guys. I will see you next Wednesday on another episode of Love, Love Lindsay. Lindsay. Oh, that was so satisfying. <laughs> <laughs>